What's up, podcast listener? If you're sitting at your desk or riding in your car, know that today you're joining a family of basketball professionals who are trying to change other people's lives through the game that changed theirs. This podcast is going to take you along the journey of basketball entrepreneurs and how they make a living from the game that they love. If I say anything, anything that gives you value in this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a top five, top five, top five review. And now let's get to the show. Let me first start out by saying when you read these titles, I'm not speaking in the tone of voice of guru or a consultant that's telling you what you need to do. It's mainly me talking in a third person or me just talking to myself and venting to myself about what's going on and just sharing that with you and letting you be a fly on the wall. So make sure you keep that in mind with the tone of these podcasts, at least for now. So I was just thinking on you know, obviously I have to relate everything back to basketball because it makes sense. And basketball is an easy sport. Well, the game is easy. And, you know, making this business stuff easy is, should be the primary goal. And I was thinking of, you know, reading the book and thinking of three reasons why, you know, I'm stunting growth. I'm not moving as fast as I want to. And the first one, they're all three P's. The first one is procrastination. And, you know, I'm realizing you know, procrastination is is super easy to do, but it's costly. And I think Eric Thomas says this, that there's no such thing as procrastination, but, you know, priority, you know, you don't procrastinate, you just don't have the right priorities in line. So this one may not be as big for me, but I mean, definitely there are some things that I do procrastinate on, but it's not as major as the other ones. I think Eric Thomas uses the example, you know, somebody told you tomorrow to meet you at 5 a.m. and they had a million dollars for you, you're going to make time and prioritize that. So the issue is not procrastination, it's prioritization. But the other two that are really hurt me, <laughs> what I'm realizing now, the second was perfectionism. And I was reading a book and this guy said he believes messy success is better than mediocre, perfect mediocrity. And that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like messy success is better than perfect mediocrity. And it's tough because I believe haste makes mistakes. And I've been trying to balance a statement John Wooden, one of the best, if not the best coach of all time, says is be quick, but not in a hurry. And I keep forgetting that. I tell all the point guards that I train, be quick, but not in a hurry. And I don't take that advice myself when it comes to this whole business world. And I, I realize how important speed is in business. And uh, it's crazy. The whole perfectionism thing, like it's caused by a drive to be great, to do good, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be great? And I don't know where everybody else's route to greatness is, but mine, just from what I believe, uh, being a Christian, I know Jesus, one of his principles is, you know, to be the greatest person, you have to be the servant of all. You have to be the best server. So I'm trying to learn what that means to be a servant, not be subservient, but to serve people. Because I mean, who doesn't want to be great? Everybody wants to be great. but perfectionism, like the whole point of it is driven by a desire to be great. But the irony is, it's the same thing that prevents your greatness, prevents your success for the most part. And I've been trying to think of, you know, a bunch of stuff happens that just aren't perfect. And for example, I have a big podcast interview with a guy named Tyler Ralph. He's one of the best basketball trainers in the nation. And for whatever reason, you know, I told my social media guy to introduce him incorrectly on Instagram. And nobody probably cares. Like it's not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to me. Right. And just a testament to haste makes mistakes and in the whole perfectionism thing, me trying to be perfect, 
realizing, you know, it's never going to be, <laughs> nothing's ever going to be perfect. It's subjective. It's not even like a real thing in my mind. And I don't know, another thing with the Bible, because I relate everything back to the Bible from that worldview is love covers a multitude of sins. And I've been thinking like, what's the equivalent for that in business? And it probably still is love. Like it probably still is speed, probably still is service, whatever love is, whatever is included in love under that umbrella. That probably covers the most of business mistakes too. So whatever love is in business, I'm still trying to f- figure that out, whatever that means. Another thing, perfectionism hurts. Oh, lost my train of thought. One thing about perfectionism, I guess I realized, I don't know if anybody else has seen this video. It's a guy, I forget his name, but he's talking about Tupac. And I didn't realize like Tupac, first off, he died at like 24, 25, really young. But the man had like 13 albums and then he had some come out posthumously, I mean, after he, after he died, after his death. And one of the clips in that video was just talking about how Tupac had like a, it's already too late mentality. Like he, he had a, you know, let's chop it, let's edit it, let's get in here and get out. Like, let's do it. 10 of which were released uh, posthumously. We started eight movies and he wrote two books of poetry. And, and you're stressing out about, about <clears throat> you know, writing a blog post. I'm stressing out about writing one book in, in six or eight months. It's ridiculous. You have to have some urgency. Like you have to not always believe that you're going to live 80 more years because you might not. You know, you just have to. You just have to have. You have to wake up in the morning with this 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 mentality that's already too late. I don't want to make this whole whole like civil rights thing, but Malcolm X has a great quote about this. I do it yourself philosophy. I do it right now philosophy. Uh, it's already too late philosophy. He was talking about um, black nationalism and why black people need to just figure out their shit now, whatever. And he said, you know, it's a, a do-it-yourself philosophy, a do-it-right-now philosophy, uh, it's already too late philosophy. That's the philosophy you got to have for your life. You know, that's the kind of mindset I want to have because you don't ever know. I mean, it's just a sense of urgency. Like, we might, who knows who's going to be where tomorrow, right? So this whole perfectionism thing is a killer and something I want to, you know, get rid of ASAP. The remedy for this, I think, obviously, is just not trying to be perfect, but to work on, well, let me say the remedy for later, gather other thoughts, get past this, this last P, which is the biggest one for me, is paralysis by analysis. And I think it's uh, one of the guys, I think guy's a millionaire, a guy named Layton. He said this in one of his entrepreneurship classes. He said, he calls it analytical constipation. And it makes so much sense. It's all me because you know, I've been trying to learn everything and be a jack of all trades with this business as a solopreneur and thought I was being smart trying to do it. But then I thought, you know, my coach never really did laundry. My coach never really did the video editing. The head coach never did the video editing. And not because he was above that kind of stuff, but, you know, it just wasn't the best use of his time. And, you know, if he did do that kind of stuff, if he messed up in some other areas, it's always going to be his fault. Like as an entrepreneur, it's always going to be your fault. The manager is always your fault. No matter how well you explained it, no matter how well you try to execute it, you know, most coaches that I know of always take blame for losses, except for guys like Greg Popovich. <laughs> how much of that responsibility of being ready mentally from the start falls on you, falls on the leaders, the veterans of this team? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember playing tonight. I didn't play. You guys get a lot of money to be ready to play. But... Basically, it's not the wisest use of your time trying to handle everything. So I've been working on trying to delegate, outsource, learn how to manage people, learn how to hire correctly, things to 
not trade time for money, which is what I got in this whole leap of faith. These two months of entrepreneurship, I did it so I could stop trading time for money. But the whole paralysis by analysis thing is like my biggest, biggest, biggest problem. Something I'm definitely wanting to get over and balance, you know, taking action with also obviously strategizing and making sure like you're working smart and hard and being effective. But the remedy for all this stuff, for the procrastination, the paralysis of analysis, the perfectionism, I think is same kind of concept with basketball. Like to play at your best for peak performance was staying in the now. Like I had a sports psychologist tell me like when you're playing, what do you focus on? I used to tell him, hey, if I make a turnover, I'm focusing on that turnover. I'm focusing on, you know, the next play or making sure I do the next right thing. And he said, no, don't don't focus on that. Don't focus on the past. Don't focus on the future. Focus on the now, like what's going on at that very present moment. And it's the same thing with business, like focusing me looking at other people's Instagram accounts and that the fake publicity, the fakeness, somebody calls it fake book. But looking at all that stuff doesn't really do me any justice. But for whatever reason, I look at it and phrase it or try to move it around or alter it as studying people post about their glamorous life, which is probably not, you know, the reality of what's going on. But the remedy is just to stay in the now, to focus on what's going on at that present moment. The second thing is to create stakes. So create consequences. And, you know, my consequence now is not having a plan B, taking action, like leaving a job and having to grow something. But, you know, there's always a plan B, really, for the most part. I mean, you can go back and I can go back and get a job if I wanted to, but that's not the goal. But the remedy is just action, taking massive action and making the adjustment, not the excuse. That's what I plan to do. I got some things in my business. Hopefully you have some things in your business that you can, you know, take massive action on and yeah, mess up, but just make the adjustment, not make the excuse and stay in the now, stay in this day, this time, because that's all you really have. And who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Who knows who's going to be here? Who's not going to be here tomorrow? And hopefully you can create consequences that will help you or help. we will help each other to move faster, to make sure things get done. But yeah, that's it. Last episode I put out about the lessons I'm learning after quitting my job. Got the most downloads. So thank y'all for listening. So kind of shocked me the numbers that were there. So hopefully this gave you some kind of value. So hopefully something I said helps you out. But if you did like it, follow me on Instagram at Myson Jones and I'd love to connect. And until next time. Thanks for tuning in to Basketball to Business Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Snapchat at my son Jones. And if you are not like me and don't need to burn all bridges, quit your day job and only bank on a plan A, and you want to make some money on the side by doing basketball training, check out www.hoopsinstitute.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial. And until next time, and remember, you are not alone in your journey to reach your dreams.